Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. life 
doesn't it? So go ahead. Here's a question for you that'll help. Who made it possible for you to do what you're doing right now? My list is long. You can start anywhere. Who made it possible for you to sit where you're sitting? Maybe your parents bringing you forward on the planet. You don't have to like them. You've got to be grateful they got you here, right? So many possibilities in every moment. What about the food in your belly? What about the electronic device that you are listening to us with? Yeah, a whole bunch of people had to be available and present to make it possible. So, yeah, put on your list of gratitude while we go down hours so you know who makes it possible for us to do what we're doing. Ten years coming up in April, we've been bringing you this program. Uh, grateful for Happy Like That at Radio for sure. My name is Kenzie and Jay Cruz. Made it possible for us to bring you Positive Talk Radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Marianne Live is our own special offering here. And uh, our honorary sponsor is One World Children's Fund.org. If you're online, they're uniting people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. Envisioning a world where we act together as a global community to ensure all children have education, health care, and a safe home. On the national level, we're so grateful for the National Action Organization, N-A-C-T-I-O-N.org, if you're online. They're committed to changing the way our culture values each other. Love it. This program is made possible. 100% of the proceeds that they receive go to programming just like this. On the local level, because we're in uh, Northern California here, our satellite studio, uh, we love Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael because we love books. We do. We love our authors. We love our healers. We love our practitioners. We love Alex Ratty and her new book, From Chaos to Clarity. You want to go to Open Secret Bookstore and find books just like this there. And uh, they've got uh, offerings all week long. Check them out online. Uh, their authors showing up to offer their uh, gifts. The latest in meditation revelation there in San Rafael, California. OpenSecretBookstore.com. All right. You're breathing? Feeling grateful? Are you getting there? Well, we know you're here. I can hear you breathing. I can feel you. I can feel you, and you are ready to go. You're poised. You're present enough, yeah, to get a gift from Alex Braddy, who she's brought to us a new book, From Chaos to Clarity. Getting Unstuck and Creating a Life You Love. Our author today is uh, a life coach. She's a motivational speaker and obviously an author, and she founded her company after 15 years as a corporate research professional, five of which is a partner in a prestigious Washington, D.C. firm. She earned her bachelor's degree in Edinburgh University in Scotland for dual honors in business studies and in French. Come to Alibu. That's all I know. Don't don't ask. Do not start sending me texts like I speak French. I don't. Um, po, um, po. <laughs> and she got. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, she's married. Oh yeah, and lives in. I'm not telling you where she lives. I'll let her tell you. And she has a golden retriever. I love that about her already. And she's with us. And she's here for you right now. Uh, Going to tell us how to uh, get unstuck and create the life that you love right here on Marion Lab. Welcome to the program, Alex. We're so glad you you're joining us today. 
Oh, Marianne, thank you for having me. And what a wonderful and warm welcome. It's really a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad. And just so folks know, we're, we're super extra excited you're here because you don't feel so hot underneath at all. You're, you're fighting a cold, and we're so grateful you showed up for us. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, I have bronchitis, so sorry for the, the voice, and I apologize in advance if I cough a few times or splutter. Oh, no, we're making space for it because you know, we've got you here. We begged you to come anyway, and you did, and we're so grateful. Thank you, Alex. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah. You're just joining us from Chaos to Clarity is the title of Alex Braddy's new book. She's a life coach. She's going to talk about helping us get unstuck and creating a life that you love. Alex, tell us a little bit about uh, the shift you made. Uh, we know some of these principles that you teach, you try to on yourself first. You came from corporate America, and then you felt a little stuck yourself. Tell us about that transition. Yeah, I absolutely did. I mean, I had spent about 15 years building my career in uh, public opinion research, and so I was in corporate America. Um, I joined a, a firm and worked my way up and became partner, and I, I really made it to the top of my field. And it was one of those situations that from the outside it looked like, oh, she's got it all going on. She's got the big job, and she's got the clients, and she's flying all over the country, you know, attending meetings, doing work for them. But for me on the inside, the longer it went on, the more I was kind of dying a little each day. I was so miserable. And what had set out to be, you know, a really wonderful and meaningful career for me, certainly I, I was into it when I, you know, started out. But over time, it just started to lose meaning for me, and it was becoming incredibly unfulfilling. And here I was putting in long, long hours. I mean, I was really away from my family a lot, probably working 16, 16 to 18 hours a day, standard. And I just had to say, okay, why am I spending so much time devoted to something that I no longer really find interesting or meaningful anymore? This is just not the way life is meant to be. And I remember thinking about, okay, do I want my life to look like this 10 years from now? Because my business partners were, you know, old. some of them were older, and they'd been doing it even longer, and they still loved what they did. And I looked at them, and I thought, that can't possibly be me in 10 years. In fact, when I think about that, I want to get into the fetal position. <laughs> That's going to be my life in 10 years, and it's still going to look like this. So I really knew that something had to change. And so that's where I got to the point where I started to really take a step back. And I love that you talked about finding your breath because, you know, metaphorically and literally that's essentially what I did. I just sort of took, you know, a, a selfie time out mm. and I hired a life coach myself. And I wasn't even really sure if it was the right thing to do. I mean, I'd heard about life coaching. I didn't really know the value of it, but I figured, hey, it can't hurt. Um, let me go try it. And, in fact, it turned out to be one of the best decisions I ever made because I was able to really begin a journey of self-discovery and really understand some of the beliefs, you know, limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging beliefs, whatever you want to call them, that I've been walking around with for years and years and years with no idea that they were there and, and how to reprogram them and how to open up to other possibilities. And once I did this and I really started to understand that I had the power to create the life that way I wanted it, right? I mean, that was sort of the big thing that I had to wrap my head around at the beginning was even though I didn't like where my life had gone, where, I, you know, this journey I was on right then, I had created it. And that's kind of a bitter pill to swallow because you say, well, gee, I don't, I don't even like it. Why would I have created this? How could I have created this? But we do, right? We do in our choices and our decisions, and often they are driven by those limiting beliefs that we have. So, 
once I, you know, wrapped my head around that, it actually then became incredibly empowering because I was able to say, okay, well, maybe I kind of, you know, have been on autopilot creating this life. But now that I'm aware, now that I'm becoming much more self-aware, I can become a deliberate creator of my own life, and I can really make some changes and differences and start to create the life the way I want it. And so that was really the beginning of exploring other things and other opportunities and ultimately, ultimately coming to the decision that it was time for me to step out of that career I had been in and start building a new one. Well, one of the things I love about that um, self-reflection is that you, even though you sort of notice, I'm not happy here, uh, and it's a growing unhappiness, you didn't just jump ship. You know, this is something we see a lot in our culture today. I don't like it. I'm going to get a new one. I'm out. I'm bailing. You know, it's sort of this sort of very sort of um, fickle way that we are in relationship with our exterior commitments, particularly jobs. We even do this in relationship. I'll just get a new one. And I love hearing, and that's not a judgment, but what we notice is, and even in relationship, that at some point we recognize the only common denominator in all of the stories is us. Right? Me, which you said that's sort of the bitter pill. And you said, wait a minute, I'm going to just stop and review and reflect here and see what about this I'm not liking. Uh, you know, is it me? Is it the job? You know, you really took stock and you, you, you unpacked uh, what was around you. Say more about this, Alex, because this is a really big point, and I know it is in the work that you offer as well. Yeah, I, I think that when you were saying that, what was sort of playing in my head was that old saying, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's right. Wherever yeah. you go, there you are. There you are, exactly. Because, I mean, truly that is the case. And, of course, a lot of my clients now that I work with have similar stories to mine, right? And it may not be that they're sort of stuck in their career or, or unfulfilled there. It could be or it may be other relationships, other parts of their life. But... Yes, I agree. There is kind of this tendency to want to just sort of say, you know, I'm just going to give up and try again. But if we do that, we essentially find ourselves repeating the same behaviors, right? You end up with these patterns throughout your life, and all you've really done is traded the scenery and the people, and you are, as you said, the common denominator. And so, you know, before you can have a healthy relationship, before you can truly be fulfilled in whatever work you choose, you really do need to get in touch with yourself and understand what's going on with you, right? So for an example, in my life, in terms of my work, you know, here I was working crazy, crazy hours, but one of my beliefs that I've been carrying around my whole life was you've got to work your butt off to get ahead. You have to. You won't get anywhere unless you work your butt off. And so everything I've done in life up until recently has basically followed that pattern, and, you know, you really work yourself to your bone and you get burned out and stressed and overwhelmed and all of those wonderful words. <laughs> that describe that place. And now, you know, I have worked on that belief. It's not that I don't work hard anymore. I work smart. And I'm much more selective in what I'm choosing to focus on. Instead of trying to do everything and stay in that whole superwoman mode, I pick and choose what I want to work on and what makes sense for me and what's aligned with what I want to do. So you really do have to get clear on what you specifically want, whether it's in your relationship, it's in your work, whatever it is. And it's about not looking for the answers outside of you, right? And I think that's especially true in relationships. We often want to 
be sort of made whole or fixed by that other person. You know, we, we had a bad childhood or other things have happened to us in life, and we look to that other person to sort of um, essentially fill those gaps or those holes. But truly, honestly, no one else can except for you. And, uh, you know, of course, I know you must talk about this a lot in terms of relationships. That starts with self-love. And, of course, self-love starts with getting to know yourself and really starting to understand what matters to you, what is sort of your life's purpose, what are the things that really drive you and motivate you, and really start feeding your soul with those instead of the other things that are kind of taking you off track or autopiloting you through life, making sort of default choices. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, self-love is such a such an enigma for, for so many of us. It, it seems that it's this sort of ominous, selfish kind of thing, um, which, by the way, the irony of self-love is that healing happens in relationship, right? So what are we in relationship with and to? That's what I sort of feel like you're saying. It's like I have this expression that I say, stop, drop, and roll. Whenever there's anything big coming up, any big decision, just stop, wait. Do not make any move unless it's clear that the house is burning down or whatever. And then roll around in your, you know, the possibilities, um, uh, or drop in and then roll around the possibilities. But what I'm hearing you say, Alex, is sort of like while there is a, a, um, a design that many of us recognize, oftentimes we don't do the obvious things. We don't turn our attention in. We don't stop. We don't, we, we panic. Right? We, we feel like, oh, my God, something's wrong, and then we sort of pop out of ourselves. We're going to go to break in just a minute. Um, when, when we are um, feeling unhappy, we often move into that part of the brain, that, that explicit, that, that place without words, uh, which is what your work helps us do. It helps us slow down enough to find out what it is that truly is uh, upsetting us, that truly is... Um, pinching off our life force, uh, you know, stopping us from creating or, or living a life that we actually feel like we love and are up for and wouldn't mind working 12 hours a day, right? Yeah, exactly. It's sort of that, it's that amygdala reptilian part of our brain that goes into that sort of fight-or-flight mode when, when those big things happen. Yeah, and sometimes freeze and... Uh, you know, where we just don't know what to do. We're just overwhelmed. And uh, if you're just joining us, Alex Braddy is with us. She's in the house talking about her book, From Chaos to Clarity, Getting Unstuck and Creating a Life You Love. If you want more information as you're listening along, you can check out Alex's website, alexbratty.com, A-L-E-X-B-R-A-T-T-Y.com for more information. You can get a copy of her book, I believe, at Amazon.com or wherever fine books are sold. Uh, if not, if you're having trouble there, go to Alex's website, and uh, she'll make sure you can get a copy for yourself and for some friends. And you know what? I love this this book as I read it. I was thinking of a handful of folks just coming out of college or just about going into college or whatever. It's a, a wonderful guide uh, to help sort of lay out the, the next steps. What do you think about that, Alex? I love that. Yes, absolutely. It really is kind of a roadmap to if you're feeling stuck, if you're uncertain, if you're just anxious about where things are going, how do you actually, as you said, sometimes you get paralyzed in place. How do you get that momentum again? And, and, and moving in a way you want to, right, not off on the wrong track. It really is a roadmap to do just that, to get you from stuck to unstuck. Right. 
So when we come back after the break, um, we're going to talk a little bit about what your experience might look like or feel like. Like, How do you know you're stuck? Sometimes we don't know. Like we were saying, Alex, you were talking about the, the different parts of the brain. There's a way in which we experience stress, and we don't always know we're uncomfortable until it hits sort of a fever pitch or something goes wrong. You know, sometimes we, we even have an injury or, you know, we manifest something bigger than we want. Uh, there's a way to perhaps listen in. We don't have to necessarily let it get to that point. Isn't it right, Alex? We, we can sort of circumvent that process of, of having it turn into a big drama. That's exactly right. You just got to, yes, because if you don't, that's exactly right. You get that, you, you know, the two-by-four experience by the universe <laughs> that, that forces you to wake up and start really paying attention. Right, and, and everybody has a different threshold for pain uh, or discomfort. And uh, depending on where you're at in your life, uh, you may have a relationship situation. You're reconsidering um, a job situation. doesn't matter. Whatever it is. We're going to go from chaos to clarity right here on Marianne Live. Alex Braddy's joining us. She's going to help us get unstuck and create a life you love. Right after these messages, back in just a minute. Everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Reynolds. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Hi, I'm Katie Couric. I've interviewed world leaders, CEOs, and celebrities, but my most important role has been as a mother. I've worked hard to encourage my two girls to believe in themselves. Girls with high self-esteem are better prepared to navigate life's challenges. So join me as we empower the next generation. This message was brought to you by the Alliance for Women in Media and made possible through the support of Dove and a Dove Self-Esteem Fund, working together to help girls reach their full potential. To learn more, go to Dove.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. 
everybody. We're so glad you're here. We both know, Alex and I, how challenging it can be uh, out there in the world right now. There's a lot of chaos uh, politically, economically, uh, just go down the line, uh, all the way down to those very intimate experiences that we have just with ourselves and our own personal relationship with ourselves. You name it, uh, and that's the point today. You pick where do you need some clarity? Where are you experiencing chaos? And we're going to start with where are you stuck? Alex, you shared your story with us about where you felt in a very specific point uh, at a very specific point in your life where you felt stuck in a job situation, a career, which is bigger than a job in some ways, you would establish yourself in a, in a marketplace and then said, hey, this is not serving me anymore. You felt stuck. And we, we listened to how you, um, uh, I don't know, went through the process maybe of deciphering that. How did somebody else do it? What, what is the, the measure that you teach others uh, to look at where they're stuck in their lives? Well, the very first thing to realize is you already have all the answers you need within you. So stop looking around for that quick fix solution to your problems or expecting to find it in other people or external situations. No. You have to start looking within. And we, I know we were talking about that a little bit before the break. But it's so that's really the foundation for all of this is realizing that we all create our own lives. And sometimes we may be on autopilot and doing it by default. We think we don't have a choice, but we really do. If we step back and look at what's going on, we do. That's not to say that the choices are maybe going to be easy, but there is always a choice. And we can choose to be deliberate creators of our lives, to take back that control and to really develop what we want. So in the book, I basically provide a roadmap for how to do just that. And, and you know, that very first step is essentially realizing, essentially getting in touch with what's keeping you stuck. Because sometimes it's not always what it appears. Sometimes you think that it's only about your work or it's only about your relationship. But chances are it's probably just manifesting there the most and it's impacting other parts of your life too. Because, yes, we have different aspects to our lives, but at the end of the day we are one holistic being. So if something's going pretty wrong in one area, usually it starts to spill over into the other areas, Can, can you give us an example of what you mean by that? Yeah. So, I mean, for example, let's say you, you are kind of in this soul-sucking job. You're feeling very unfulfilled. You, you know, one part of you starts to disengage because there is no enthusiasm. You're not alive going to, a, you know, doing what you do for a, lo- a big part of your day. I mean, what, when we go to work, I mean, we spend a lot of time in our, in our jobs. So when you come home, if you're coming home to your spouse or your kids, you may be carrying that disengagement with you. You know, you may be feeling so drained from having to get through your day that by the time you come home, you don't have any energy left over for the people that you love. And you can't be your best self for those people. And they start to feel it too, right? Maybe you're complaining about work. Maybe you're just bringing home those frustrations. Maybe you're irritated and you take it out on them, right? You can't pick a fight with your boss, so you pick the fight with your partner instead. And very often we don't quite realize we're doing it, right? It's just like you get home and all of a sudden you're in a fight with your, you know, with your loved one, and it's like, where did that come from? And you're, and you're bickering over the stupidest little thing as well, right? But it's because you have this kind of irritability, this lack of enthusiasm, this drained energy going on that's coming from another area of your life, and it's spilling over into, you know, if you have a, a, a husband or a wife and kids, I mean, 
you know, for the most part, those are the people you love and cherish, and yet you're, you know, damaging those relationships because this other element of your life is just not the way you want it to be. Right, and so just breaking it down even more specifically because I can uh, look back at my own life and, and say, okay, some of the things that were situational had a lingering effect. Like I just couldn't get over certain interactions with people I worked with. Right? It wasn't necessarily the job. It might have been the people that I was working with. And then in other situations, um, maybe uh, it, by the way, where people maybe shifted, and once the people shifted, I had a different sense of my situation versus some situations were just absolutely not right for the type of person that I was, and they were bleeding my soul, as you say, or, you know, soul-sucking um, I just was not a person who could do 9 to 5, for example. It just did not resonate with my biorhythms. Talk about some of these differences and how we can really get to know ourselves and how these change. Sometimes in life, you, like you said, you were going along, it worked for you then, but then it stopped working. How do we categorize some of these areas of concern that we might have? Yeah, that's a great point. I love that you brought that up. I think one of those to look at is, are you doing what you want to do or are you doing what you think you should do? Because sometimes we end up on a path where we're doing what we think is expected of us. Uh, you know, that can happen if your family expects you to, you know, oh, they're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is, you know, and you kind of get, like, pushed in this path, but it's, like, the last thing you want to do. Like, really? I don't want to be a doctor. Like, the sight of blood makes me squeamish, but I guess I got it because my family's putting all this pressure on, right? So, paying my tuition, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's an example of you can end up sort of shitting all over yourself. Well, I should do this because my parents expect it. I should do this because that's what everybody else is doing, right? So that's one thing to look at. Am I doing this because I want to and it's important to me and it's a priority, or am I doing it because I feel I should or it's expected of me because that can take you off course pretty darn quick. And I think another thing to look at is if you're in a situation, like you were describing, like you just felt that that nine to five was just completely out of alignment with who you were as a person, you'll feel that in different ways, right? And I'm guessing that you probably even felt that in your body. Maybe you had anxiety that you felt, you know, anxiety often shows up as like, what I call Crap. the bad butterflies in yeah. your stomach or Crap. nausea in your stomach, right? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you're carrying a lot of stress and, and even irritation like tight, tight shoulders or, you know, tense muscles, things like that. Your body actually sends you these signals to tell you, hey, guess what? This is out of alignment with who we are. What are you doing here, right? And that's when you do get those little signals. So, you know, you start to have those symptoms. Maybe you're not uh, feeling so great. Maybe you're feeling irritable all the time. Maybe you are literally going to work feeling nauseous all day. And, you know, of course, that then turns into a stomach ulcer and something else. And then before you know it, you're sick and you really are, like, flat out in your back and you have no choice except to step back and evaluate what's going on. But you had all these little messages along the way that what you're doing is not in alignment with who you truly are meant to be. But you kind of ignored them and kept on going, right? And when you're doing that, that's what I call autopilot. You're just kind of autopiloting through life, right? You get up in the morning, you get dressed, you do whatever you normally do, whether that's going to an office or not, 
going through your life mm-hmm. without really paying attention consciously as right. to whether it's what you want to do or you're just sort of like grinding through it and going through the motions. Well, beautiful. Turning our attention inward, starting to pay attention, noticing, bringing real awareness to the situation. Is it something inside of me? Is it actually happening? These are all great questions, beautiful inquiries. Alex Braddy's joining us. We're going to be back right after these messages talking more about From Chaos to Clarity, the title of new, her new book, uh, Getting Unstuck and Creating a Life You Love. That's what we're doing here together on Marion Live. And we're going to talk when we return about the not enough syndrome. Resonate for anybody? Not enough? Do you have enough? Is it ever going to be enough? Yep, we'll talk about it when we get back right after these messages. sick of seeing everyone around me partnered, but not me. I'm pretty and smart, so why can't I find someone? I'm tired of being the single girl at the party and going home alone. I'm lonely and depressed and feel like there's something wrong with me. That was me venting. Now I have completely changed my perspective to love and dating after I have discovered the book Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. Proven tips successful women use that help them avoid frustration, unhappiness, and the worry they'll be alone forever. Soulmate expert Lori Abella, together with 29 other experts, reveals sexy secrets to a juicy love life. This is the book that you've been waiting for to end your singlehood. Order your copy of Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life, available at Amazon.com now. And say goodbye to singlehood. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. These are big considerations moving from one situation in our lives to the next. And to do that with consciousness, that's what we're talking about with Alex Braddy. How to move from chaos to clarity, because oftentimes, uh, at least for me, I remember reading a study, Alex, that I, I loved. I've read several, actually, but about sometimes we can't tell the difference, or oftentimes we can't tell the difference between fear and excitement. It happens in the same part of the brain. You were talking about the amygdala early on. And also, when we are overwhelmed or have too much stress, we move away from that uh, part of the brain, the explicit thinking part, where we have clarity, to the implicit, where there's all the emotion, and we get overwhelmed and we don't have that clarity. And you're inviting us to just sort of slow down. You're giving us a roadmap. We're going to take a look at what's actually here and start to move towards some of these limiting beliefs, you call them, uh, one of which uh, we said right before the break is this not enough syndrome that so many of us struggle with. 
you know, and, and the guilt survivor's guilt. If I have, others have not. You know, there's all of these beliefs inside of us. How do we get to those? And, and we're going to talk about that. But let's start with the not enough syndrome and how we get to this and other limiting beliefs in our life that keeps us stuck. Yeah, they're not enough. I mean, so many of us grapple with that one. And I think the big one is I'm not good enough. I mean, that really is sort of, I think that nearly all of us have some element of that, you know, at play in our subconscious. And, and for me, it was I wasn't good enough, I wasn't smart enough. That was my other big one. I always questioned and self-doubt, was I smart enough? Even though, you know, here I was having all this career success, and clearly my clients thought I was because they kept hiring me over and over, but I kept questioning myself. Am I smart enough? Am I good enough? And it was something I always struggled with. And I didn't realize until I started my, the, you know, my own journey that these are limiting and deeply held beliefs that are just stuck, you know, to keep us stuck and keep us afraid to step out of our comfort zone. They keep us sort of living in that same old, same old place and playing it, self, playing it safe because we don't believe in our, ourselves and our own power. And actually with this one, even though the good enough one is a big one, one of the really simple things that you can do, it's very effective though, is essentially turn it on its head. And you can do that with some of your limiting beliefs. Just literally turn it on its head and ask the opposite. What if I am good enough? What if I am smart enough? And I know that sounds incredibly simple, but how many of us have ever stopped to contemplate that possibility? I know for me, I had never. I mean, when my life coach asked me that when I was, you know, in a session with her and just, you know, going over this whole thing, like, when am I ever going to feel like I'm good enough? Like, what is that all about? She said, well, what if you are? And it literally, I was speechless because I realized I had never actually contemplated that. And how simple is that, right? Um, and frankly, it's true. We are all good enough just as we are, you know. And if you're having trouble with that, look for evidence of success in your life where you were good enough or smart enough or talented enough because I promise you there are lots of things that you've done in your life that you absolutely were good enough and you did. You said you want to do something, you set out to do it, and you achieved it. So look for essentially evidence of success and focus on those positive instances to start helping you move towards the belief that you are good enough just as you are. I love this. Let's turn some other limiting beliefs on their heads. What are some other ones that pop up frequently when you work with folks? Well, I think the others are in terms of a lot of, there's a lot of limiting belief around money and success yeah. Yeah. and that there's a scarcity of money and that it's very difficult to earn money and that it's very difficult to hold on to money or that, you know, some of the beliefs that, you know, rich people are, are not nice, rich people are greedy, right? And when you start really unpacking that, if you have some of those beliefs, so if you are essentially consciously saying, well, I want to become successful, and for me that definition is, you know, the traditional definition, which is I want to do well in my career and I want to make money. But if I also hold the belief that, rich people are greedy or selfish or just generally not nice people, then I'm going to over, I'm basically going to undermine myself every time. And I'm not going to become that, I'm not going to get that level of wealth that I want because actually I don't believe that I'll be a nice person if that happens to me. And so this is happening all the time. You're consciously saying that you want to do something and you mean it, right? Like nobody's disputing that. But subconsciously, you're thinking the opposite, right? So you're saying to yourself, well, I want to have a loving relationship. You absolutely mean that. People mean that when they say it. 
but subconsciously they have limiting beliefs about their own self-love, right, and their own worth. And, and again, that sort of goes back into the I'm not good enough, but related to that there are the other biggies like I don't have value or I don't deserve to be loved. Yeah. There are other big ones like that. And so if you hold beliefs like that, they're constantly going to essentially hold you back and override that conscious uh, choice, that conscious uh, thought that you're having that you want to create the loving relationship. If you don't believe you deserve to be loved or you're worthy of love, then you're going to find ways to essentially sabotage the relationship. Yeah, and, and this is not an invitation to shame yourself, everybody, because no. you know, this is hard stuff to look at. I mean, I, I can say for myself, uh, having come to these places again and again and again, because I see growth as a spiral, not as a linear process, we come around to these points uh, again and again, and we have to remind ourselves. But the, the, the shame can be paralyzing. Yeah, maybe you don't think you're good enough, but that doesn't have to be a permanent state. We're looking for the opening here. I feel like your work, Alex, is an opening, right? Looking for that portal to climb through. So when you find these limiting beliefs, uh, you've got a process for us, a reprogramming process to help us sort of access these beliefs and then reprogram them. And I would imagine some of you out there are like, hey, wait a minute, I've got some conflicting beliefs even. This can get pretty tricky, all right? <laughs> what do we do once we've identified these beliefs and even the ones that conflict? How do we reprogram this? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the process, it sort of takes you along. So first of all, it lays out sort of how do you identify them. And then what I like to do also is uh, once you've kind of identified some of them, because you're not going to identify them all, right? They're like, they're like onions. You basically peel back a layer and there's more coming. But that's okay. I mean, it takes time. As you said, you evolve and it's just part of the journey. So when you uncover some of the big ones, um, and they'll come up pretty easily, then it's looking at, where did they come from? And very often it's from our childhood, right? It's from the things that we heard and observed as children. And that's not about blame, okay? It's not about saying, oh, my parents did it to me or, you know, I had that terrible teacher in third grade who told me I was stupid and now, you know, if it wasn't for them, I would have been so much further ahead, right? But it's not about blame. It's just about understanding where it came from. So you absorbed it when you were a child because that's what we do. We're like little sponges. We learn from our environment. And what happens is it gets ingrained in our subconscious. And if, we're not, if we don't take that step back as adults and become aware of the fact that we have that belief, then we will just essentially automatic pilot through life with that in our subconscious and it sort of holding us back from different things. So I like to look at where did it come from because once you uncover that, if you can actually sort of point to that and say, yeah, my parents said that a lot. You know, my parents did this, or I always saw my parents fighting, so I thought that fighting was part of a relationship or whatever it is. You can then say, okay, but is that what I believe? I'm an adult now. So I may have grown up with that belief. I may have seen it and heard it when I was younger. But, you know, I was a child, so I just went with what was there. But I'm an adult now. So let me evaluate. Do I still think that, think that believing this way and having this limiting belief is serving me? Mm-hmm. Is this serving me well? And if it's not, then can I make a choice to release it? And very often we can, right, when we realize, well, gee, gosh, I've been carrying this around for 30 years. It wasn't even my belief to start with, and yet I've been living it. Well, I'm an adult now, and guess what? I don't want to live by that limiting belief anymore. And so then you start the process of releasing it and then replacing it with a belief that does serve you better. Now, when you get to that part, 
important that you have to really get a belief that you can wrap your head around. And I know we can talk, if we have to go to break, yeah. we can talk a little bit about that afterwards. But right. if you say something that's just beyond your belief, you just don't believe it, then you're going you're gonna to do more damage than good. So you have to be very careful about what that new belief is that you start to program in, that it is something you can really wrap your head like around. Like a baby. We want to we take good care of it. We want to let go of what no longer serves us and find the new the newbies, those new neural pathways together. Exactly. And take care of them together. We're going to go to break. We're going to be back. Don't worry. We're going for Cast Clarity right here on Marianne Live. Alex Braddy is joining us today. She'll be back. She'll be with me. And she's also going to give us some tips on how to get some forward momentum uh, from being stuck. She's already given us a lot of tools and tips. She's going to give us some more when we get back right here on Marion Love. Don't touch that dial. Back in just a minute. sick of seeing everyone around me partnered, but not me. I'm pretty and smart, so why can't I find someone? I'm tired of being the single girl at the party and going home alone. I'm lonely and depressed and feel like there's something wrong with me. That was me venting. Now I have completely changed my perspective to love and dating after I have discovered the book Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. Proven tips successful women use that help them avoid frustration, unhappiness, and the worry they'll be alone forever. Soulmate expert Lori Abella, together with 29 other experts, reveals sexy secrets to a juicy love life. This is the book that you've been waiting for to end your singlehood. Order your copy of Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life, available at Amazon.com now. And say goodbye to singlehood. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarano is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlife.com Core Certification Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.marianlive.com What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net. Net, the Positive Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. What a journey. Oh, yeah, facing our lives. Maybe at the place where you're saying, hey, I'm not living the life I love. Okay, maybe I don't want to endure this. Maybe I don't want to put up with it. Maybe I don't have to feel guilty if I want more for me and what that means for me. Yeah, you're you're taking a look under the hood. What area of your life is in chaos? 
maybe as a result of even asking, things get chaotic. Not to worry. We're going to get some clarity here. You get a copy of Alex Braddy's book. He's joining us. He's a wonderful life coach, helping us get some clarity, getting unstuck and creating the life we love. That's what we've been doing here together this hour. Before we went to break, uh, Alex, we were talking about a very specific way to look at some of those limiting beliefs. And and then you mentioned, hey, we're not going to just throw out one that actually may have been serving us in some unconscious way, right? We want to be careful. Uh, how has this served us? Making peace with us and then finding a new belief that actually is real uh, and trading one for the other, making those neural pathways. So let's finish up that idea and then and then move towards getting some momentum as we identify these uh, limiting beliefs and uh, you know, moving towards where we all want to create the life we love. Absolutely. So when you are looking at those new beliefs, so let's take the, you know, I'm not good enough, okay? And that, this happens for me. So I'm not good enough is a really big one. And to jump to I'm good enough just as I am, that was way beyond what I could believe in. I mean, the minute I started even thinking that, all that negative chatter came in. said, what are you talking about? It's ridiculous. So when you find that resistance coming in, you know that that new belief is just a bridge too far for you. So you just you essentially tweak it and adjust it. So for me, I started saying, I'm in the process of believing I'm good enough. So I dropped it just as I am because at that point I was still very much identifying with, you know, my worth is based on what I produce <laughs> and my work and all that. So the just as I am was way far beyond where I was. And the I'm in the process of is a fantastic little phrase to use at the beginning of the sentence because it takes away the resistance. It, it's I'm in the process of. So it doesn't mean like I have to suddenly start believing it 100% today and that's it. This is my new program. It's easing you into it. I'm in the process of believing that I'm good enough. And honestly, working on it from that point of view, it's, it's lighter, it's more gentle, it's just softer, it's easier to kind of wrap your arms around, and well, you can true. start to believe in that, right? So, And as time goes on, maybe you drop the I'm in the process of, I believe I'm good enough. Maybe you add the just as I am, because you're going to make progress, and you're going to be able to move to that sort of, if you like, advanced version of the belief. Oh, that's beautiful. I can feel that. Can you feel that? Try it out, everybody. Pick something. Pick something that you feel stuck with. You're maybe noticing, oh, here might be a limiting belief. Uh, try it on. Try it on. It feels good. I like it. I like this bridge. Uh, thanks for that, Alex. We know you've got more tips and tools in your book, From Chaos to Clarity. Uh, a whole map, is, as a matter of fact, for all of us. Um, those folks who are online, I can hear your fingers do the walking, uh, getting the book uh, to come right to your doorstep with Amazon. Maybe a drone, I don't know. That's not good. <laughs> In the meantime, Alex, uh, as we look forward, uh, you said you've got some tips. Some you may have already um, sort of brought up, but we might want to revisit the tips that you can offer us to get some forward momentum uh, if we are stuck in a specific kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's three tips that I, I give just sort of as a beginning place, right? Somewhere to start so you can start to feel a little bit of momentum. So number one, hit the pause button and accept the situation for what it is, okay? So part of that is take the breath, step back. You know, that's what you were saying earlier. Take that breath, step back, and just assess your situation almost like a neutral observer, almost like you step out of yourself and say, what is going on here. Let me look at this a little more objectively. 
And you have to accept it for what it is. And that may seem a little counterintuitive, like, well, what do you mean? I don't like it, so are you saying I have to resign myself to the fact that this is the way it is? No, but you have to accept it is what it is right now because if you keep pushing against it and hating on it, right, I hate what's going on in my life. I just can't believe it. It's just so frustrating. Actually, you're locking it into place. It's like going to the gym and lifting weights, right? When we do that, it's resistance training and it's building our muscles. That's what's happening here, too, with your feelings and your emotions. You are building them. So. Stop resisting it and just accept that this is what it is right now. doesn't mean it has to stay that way, and we're going to change it because that's the next step, but accept what is right now. And then number two, start identifying what you really want in life. And that sounds simple, but it can actually be quite difficult when you sit down to do it because life is what it is right now, and people have a hard time imagining, well, what, how could it be different in a better way because I don't know anything different, right? So a great place to start is looking at what you don't want because everybody can make that list. And I and so sit down and write out your list of what is showing up in your life that you don't like, that's bothering you, whatever it is, things you don't want, and then use that list to pivot off, to use it as a springboard to say, okay, well, if I don't want this, if I don't want a controlling relationship, what do I want? Right? I want a relationship where I feel free and I feel respected and I have my independence within the relationship, right? That's how you start getting clear on what you want. And look at why you want those things and how you want to feel because ultimately we are chasing feelings, right? If we don't like something, it's because of how it makes us feel. It makes us angry or it makes us sad or it makes us feel depressed. If we're loving life, if things are going well, we're joyful. We feel happy. We feel free, right? Everything is about how you feel. So start looking at why you want these things and how you want to feel. And then the third step is start paying attention to your thoughts and where you place your focus because what we say, think, feel, believe inwardly, it all contributes to the outward reality we create, right? And just as we were talking earlier about we do create the lives that we have, right? It's exactly by where we channel our energy and our thoughts. So if you are constantly focusing on everything that's going wrong, guess what you're going to get more of? The same old stuff, right? So you've got to start channeling your focus and your energy towards that list of things you want and start to get in tune with what is that feeling when I have it? I will feel free. I will feel happy. And start to really channel your energy towards that because as you do that, you're raising your vibration. You'll start to see better things show up for you. And you'll also see things show up that you didn't even really were expecting that are like it sort of give you the how to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just sort of that's how the universe works. It's like yeah. once we start placing our energy on the thing we want, mm-hmm. now the path starts to open up. Oh, I love it. I feel some inspiration bubbling through me. I'm taking a look at a little area in my life. Uh, while you're talking here, getting kind of excited about it, Alex. Thank you for your uh, very hard-won advice. I love that you live what you teach. That's one of my favorite kind of teachers there is. So uh, we're grateful to you for sharing your lived experience uh, with our guests and your new book, From Chaos to Clarity. We're coming up to the top of the hour, and uh, we want to know what you want to leave folks with today. Well, I, I want to thank you and your listeners for tuning in today, and I want to also uh, leave them with an offer, uh, which is part of my radio tour, which is if any of your listeners are feeling stuck, 
anxious, burned out, whatever's going on with them in their lives, um, I am a 20-minute consultation. And so if you want to get in touch with me, just go to my website, alexbrady.com. That's spelled A-L-E-X-B-R-A-T-T-Y.com, and get in touch with me, and I'd be happy to do a free consultation. What a beautiful offer, and don't uh, don't just keep it to yourself. Pass it on. Maybe you want to share it with somebody else. Uh, that's the third part of our practice. Do something for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. Maybe share Alex Braddy, her free offer, and her and or her book, From Chaos to Clarity. Alex, thanks so much for joining us today. We, we hope that uh, you feel better really soon, and uh, your book tour continues and is a great success, and hope you come back and join us any old time here on Marian Live. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here, and I'm glad I got through without having one of my coffees. Yes. yes. <laughs> I am grateful. That is what I am grateful for right now, Marianne. That's beautiful. <laughs> We're grateful to have had you on the program, Alex. Stay in touch. Uh, and uh, keep tuning in to Marianne Live, everybody. When we come back, we're going to let you know who's on deck next week. Oh, is it Barbara Marks Hubbard? Oh, yes. Come back in to, to find out. We'll be back right after these messages. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network.